What's up, guys? This is CJ from the teaching team at The Fold, and you are listening to At Coffee with The Fold. I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us this week as we take a deep dive into conversations that are relevant for our community. This podcast features guests from inside our community, from outside our community, who have something important to say and share that's relevant for our formation into the likeness of Jesus as we pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus by finding home, family, and purpose. Well, welcome back for part two of our conversation with Alan Stegall. I've loved this conversation. I'm so glad you guys are joining us again. Alan has a wealth of of wisdom and experience to share about prayer, and I think you are going to really, really enjoy this and get something out of it. So we are going to start this conversation just a few seconds before we left off last week so that you can get back into the conversation, and without further ado, here is part two of our conversation about prayer with Alan Stegall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about R.A. Torrey, one of the names, wrote one of these classic authors, uh, Mm -hmm. he wrote wrote The Power of Prayer and The Prayer of Power (laughs) and several other books, but he took over. He was D.L. Moody's companion, Mm -hmm. and Moody asked him to take the Moody Bible Church Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's very famous. Mm -hmm. He got a group of men or intercessors, men and women, to meet on Saturday nights. That Mm -hmm. was a condition of him coming Mm -hmm. and taking that call mm-hmm. to meet for praying for, for the pastor and the service wow. for Sunday. Wow. And he said they had conversions weekly. Of course, this is the mm-hmm. heyday of the 1800s and yeah. early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it looked like today, but, yeah. wow. but that, that happened regularly. Mm-hmm. And I just read so many accounts I could go on. But yeah, I, wow. Um, I love that you've had just the experiences you're describing and seeing God move through prayer. But I'm wondering if you've struggled with prayer in your life as a Christian and what it looked like maybe in those seasons of struggle. Well, I'm sorry. This would be a short answer. You know, it's always moving from glory to glory. Yeah. No problems. Never had a prayer unanswered. Yeah. Right? a secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about 10 a day. <laughs> To start with, that's a base level. Yeah, you know, I I remember praying for twenty people. I wanted to start a church with them. Mm-hmm. I remember praying for them several years. I could see no visible effect mm-hmm. that my prayers had on them. Mm-hmm. Probably because I was trying to do something God didn't want me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, that that was the case. I've struggled with um, unanswered prayers or thinking that you know I had God's will and it wasn't God's mm-hmm. will. So he will test your motives. That's mm-hmm. that's just one thing I think. Um, he'll test our motives. Uh, I remember I wanted to see the power of God. You know, I've described that some. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when wanting to see signs and wonders or the power of mm-hmm. God really became a, um, you know, me wanting to wield the power mm-hmm. of God. And that's a little bit different, you know? <laughs> yeah. If I could be spiritually successful, I don't, I don't know if I ever thought be a spiritual giant, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was sure uh, in for uh, some lessons in that. You know, it's it's a so many of the 
times God just God's available. God's wanting to do something like the parable of the woman and the unjust judge. Mm. God's not like the unjust judge, Jesus said. Mm-hmm. He's ready to do. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the lady who was bringing her mm-hmm. plea to him and wore him out, mm-hmm. persisting. He, he says right under that, Jesus says, uh, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Mm-hmm. Probably faithfulness is the connotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will yeah. he find faithfulness? Mm-hmm. And so that... Um, that's the, God judges us in our praying. Mm-hmm. You know, God mm-hmm. refines our motives, and mm-hmm. and uh, wow. I can tell you, I've struggled with that. I still struggle with it. You know, um, and 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 so um, anyway. You know, it seems like our um, our relationship with with the Lord through prayer, as this is true in most of our relationship with the Lord, but it's reflected in our other relationships, which is why it's a relationship with the Lord, you know, but it's, it's easy, um, in a marriage to, um, become more interested in, um, specific moments or exciting things or experiences with the person rather than the person, Yeah, you know, to, to want something that only that person can bring, but to not want the person. Um, and I think the same thing can happen in prayer. I think I, I struggle with that, of wanting the Lord to answer my prayer rather than wanting the Lord in prayer, mm. you know, wanting mm-hmm. to see a miracle or to see a move of God rather than wanting God. Um, it makes me think of uh, when Jesus goes back to his hometown and he can't do any miracles, you know, um, and a prophet doesn't find favor in his hometown. You know, the, the Greek word that we translate faith is pistis, um, which we, we in the modern world tend to think of faith as a propositional belief. I believe that God will do this, or I believe that God is this thing. You propose an idea and you believe it, but um, in one of the other ways pistis can be translated is allegiance um, or faithfulness or um, perseverance, ideas like that. Um, if, you, if you would have joined the military in the Roman world, there's a good chance you would have sworn pistis to your... Uh, your superior, um, which, yes, you, that means you believe a propositional thing about that person. They're the boss. But it also means that you're going to stick it out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it, it seems like Jesus goes back to his hometown, and there's no allegiance to the Lord in his hometown. Um, people want something from him. They all want to see miracles, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't desire the Messiah. You know? um, the, the Pharisees come to him, and they say, show us a sign. You know, they want a sign. They don't want a Messiah. Um, and so often we do the same thing. We go to the Lord and we want an answer. Or we want um, a miracle. We don't want the Lord. Yeah, or we want revival, you yeah. know. And, and when the, the stuff started happening at the, church, mm-hmm. the university in Kentucky, mm-hmm. Asbury, yeah. you had people coming from all over. Mm-hmm. And that administration went, mm-hmm. you know, we, they've got just all these in effect, thrill seekers. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, are we really yielding to God? Are mm-hmm. we really desiring God? Yeah. Or, you know, as Wesley Duell says in one of his, uh, his books on prayer, he says, praying for somebody or something, do you want to be the one that is known <laughs> to have gotten the answer? Yeah. Or are you willing to, mm-hmm. to pray and let somebody else or stay secret about mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So he... 
continually refines us, and that's that's a you know that's that's something that's an I- issue for us today. I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah, it, one of my favorite things about the Asbury revival or whatever whatever it's been called is that uh, after it started to get popular, multiple big names in the worship industry called Asbury and said, hey, we'll come lead. And Asbury said no, <laughs> um, because lots of people wanted revival. Mm-hmm. Revival. I'm right. using air quotes. The podcast can't see that. Lots of people wanted an experience or wanted their name associated. You know, it's even the word revival in our current cultural moment is kind of convoluted because I think what we mean let know what you mean, Alan, when you say revival is for God to come and us respond in obedience and surrender and see lives changed by a move of God. But revival, we, we've kind of got revival culture now where we can sell T-shirts about revival and we can sell concert mm-hmm. tickets about revival and we can um, publish albums about revival and we can make money on revival. Um, and, you know, if, I, I think it's safe to say that if we are profiting off of it, then it might not be a revival. <laughs> or if it's something we can monetize, then it's not a revival. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that the merchandising mm-hmm. of the temple mm-hmm. in yeah, Jesus' wow. day, when wow. he cleared it out, yeah. he said, my house shall be a house mm-hmm. of what? Of prayer. Prayer yeah. for, all, for nations. all nations. Yeah. Wow. Either it wow. was prayer for all the nations to pray mm. or prayer for praying for all nations, yeah. whichever it is. Yeah, and both, most likely. Yeah. All nations praying for all nations. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. But you're stopping it because you're merchandising mm-hmm. things, the holy things of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's, that seems like a whole, a whole direction. We could have a whole podcast about mm-hmm. that um, because that's such a, you know, in, in our influencer social media culture, I saw a, uh, a post by Andy Squires, who's a songwriter that I like, and he writes these little social media essays, which I have mixed feelings about because it bugs me that he's writing essays on Instagram because I think essays are cool, but Instagram <laughs> bugs me. Um, <laughs> but I follow him, so, you know, I am my own frustration. But uh, he, his essay was, um, you are an ordinary person with an ordinary life. Um, mm. And then he went mm. on to basically... Um, explain that you you know go fishing work your job your ordinary life is a gift from god and it doesn't have to be anything else and then he wrote another essay that said you are an extraordinary person with an extraordinary life um and the interplay of those those things but it's so easy for us to just want to make something of everything that we see rather than submit to what the lord is doing and partner with what the lord is doing you know, um, to capitalize on anything that's happening, get cameras in here, make sure people know about it. Um, and like you were saying about motives, I think that's so important because something that starts with pure motives, it's so easy to then turn that, what was a pure motive of surrender and God moved into some sort of promotion um, or some sort of self-focus, you know, and then revival becomes something else very quickly. Mm. I won't keep jumping down that rabbit trail. Um, yeah. So, Alan, why do you think that um, specifically intercessory prayer? Um, so at Fold, we've talked a lot about prayer as a personal spiritual practice, as um, prayer in Scripture reading, abiding prayer, um, even prayer in silence and time with the Lord, but specifically intercessory prayer, bringing to the Lord the needs of ourselves and others. 
Um, why do you think that is crucial for a Christian and for the life of a church? Uh, I've heard this phrase, I want to claim it, but it's probably somebody else that made it up. <laughs> but it, it's kind of given me impetus as I've started this thinking about prayer intercession mm-hmm. here is spiritual means for spiritual results. Mm-hmm. You know, have spiritual means for spiritual results. And all the prayer experts talk about intercessory prayer, God doing things. You know, it's almost like we're co-laborers with Christ, mm-hmm. that, that idea, mm-hmm. that he will reveal. And I gave you the couple examples from mm-hmm. Chimney Rock where I really felt led. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you so many times I wasn't led. <laughs> but, but man, that just, just gets you. You want to hear answers. You want to see that you're in the will of God, and you'll mm-hmm. give him the glory ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, you give him the glory. And so prayer is so important mm-hmm. for doing that. I think it's Wesley Duell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a great um, man on prayer. Mm-hmm. I recommend any of his books. But I think he said uh, we can... We can do a lot of things and pray, mm-hmm. but we can't do anything until we pray. It's an idea like yeah. that. Yeah. In other words, prayer is the fountainhead or the impetus, mm-hmm. the power, and the offer for, yeah. for other ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spirit-led, wow. spirit-empowered, mm-hmm. spirit-anointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alan, say that one more time. Spiritual means. For spiritual results. For mm-hmm. spiritual results. That it is by his hand and his power mm-hmm. that we watch him move. That mm-hmm. we're aware of how he's working in our lives, in the lives of our church as community. That we see him working spiritual means for spiritual results. Yeah, what is he given? What means is it? Secret prayer? Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, you know, yes, preaching, it's witnessing and all like that, but where does that, you know, what's the empowering of it? Mm-hmm. What does the Holy Spirit bless? Mm-hmm. It's when he's been laid hold of, in effect, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a holy way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sovereign. Yeah. I don't want to be misunderstood, but mm-hmm. when we persevere for for the lives of people, you know, we there's all kinds of different, levels of intensity and prayer mm-hmm. and all and burdens of prayer mm-hmm. and um i'm not an expert in it but but it moves and motivates me to to mm-hmm. seek that kind of thing mm-hmm. you know as someone who has had such experience again now alan don't hear me call you old okay <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who has had these experiences, who has watched intercessory prayer be this vital expression of faith, faithfulness, as you said, what would you say are maybe two or three pieces of advice or guidance, counsel to young Christians, new believers, on why intercessory prayer, what it looks like maybe? Why it matters. Don't give up. Mm. You know, don't give up. I think mm. I don't. I had some things in notes. I don't. I'm gonna try to remember them. 
But it's some, um, you know, it's like the kingdom. The kingdom's given for such as these. Who are they? What's the answer for that verse? The kingdom is I given actually, to the I'm children. Honest, I don't remember off the top of my head. The children, childlike <laughs> yeah. faith, mm. receptivity. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, we can be simplistic about things, but, you know, just think about how a young child responds mm-hmm. to a parent or someone they trust and love. It's just that kind of thing we need to cultivate. Mm-hmm. You know, we make excuses. We make excuses for God. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's part, you know, I got a whole book that's not um, of unanswered prayer, right? We struggle, but but we want to lay hold of and cling to what we know that we know as a young person. Yeah. Don't go back. Don't turn back because you didn't get that answer. Mm-hmm. Keep seeking him. Keep looking. He may answer in a totally different way, but he will answer, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. That's uh, the main thing I think of. I, I think that's so important. Um, we've talked about at the fold often that uh, we weren't made for easy things. <laughs> um, God didn't create us to do easy things. That uh, Just because something is hard doesn't mean it's bad. Um, and that's like prayer is hard. Yeah, as you, you've been talking, I was thinking about Jacob wrestling you know, with, with the Lord, with the angel of the Lord, um, and him refusing to quit until he received a blessing, but walking away with a limp, mm. you know. Um, it's hard. As we go to prayer, we wrestle with the Lord at times, and we don't give up, you know. Um, I wonder if something something that I hear um, as you've been talking and the stories that you've told and I've heard in stories of missionaries and people from um, from many previous generations. Um, and um, I remember hearing a story of a, a missionary named Adam Crooks who planted, he was from Indiana, he planted a interracial church in uh, in North Carolina um, pre-Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. you actually, the, the church is on Southern Wesleyan University's campus. There are bullet holes in the building. Um, they moved the building down there because, uh, anyway, um, before he, before he accepted the call to be a missionary to the South, um, he went into the woods all night and prayed alone. Um, and when he came back, I haven't done that yet. I haven't either. (laughs) Um, but I won't do it tonight either. (laughs) But there, there seems to be in something that's, largely missing in our culture today, and I would even point this at myself, say it's something that I need to develop a deeper understanding and commitment to is this sense of like, I am going to wrestle with the Lord in this until I receive the blessing or receive his presence in eternity, but I will not give up. You know, um, if I believe that he is who he says he is, I will keep praying until there is an answer or until I no longer have to pray because I am seeking, seeing him face to face. You know, um, I think that's that piece of advice. Don't give up is incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that, Alan. Um, any, any closing thoughts, Chelsea or Alan, as we wrap up? Yeah, Alan, I would just say thank you. I've been blessed by this conversation mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. sit and to, to reflect even in my own heritage of of prayer and my own experiences in prayer and just the encouragement that it is to sit and to reflect in how God has moved 
in my life, how I've seen him move, and just the yeah encouragement I believe that mm-hmm. that is for us and the importance of sitting in those places maybe together even mm-hmm. to say here here is how we are seeing God move on a regular basis mm-hmm. and and the encouragement that that's brought to yeah. me so thank you mm. yeah absolutely yeah thanks thank you Alan this has been a blessing and we will be back for another installment of At Coffee with the Fold at some point. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We hope this has blessed you podcast listeners as much as it's blessed us uh, sitting here in a circle talking. Thank you so much for listening to At Coffee with the Fold. I hope that this conversation was helpful as you pursue the healing and wholeness of Jesus. If you want to sign up for a Fold group and join community, if you want to attend an event on a Sunday morning, or if you're just looking for the next thing that's coming up that you can join with our community in doing, then make sure you go to thefoldgreenville.org or you follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.